Welcome to Olives and Pimentos podcast. My name is Sean. I'm speaking with Steve. Hi, I'm, there, I'm Steve. There you go, Steve. Right on. Um, and you're from the band Belvedere. Belvedere, and another band as well. Uh, this is a standoff. Yeah. Sweet. I like your intro. This is very much like the old Nardwar interviews. The, like, well, this. that's the thing too. Is like if uh, I did a podcast with uh, my buddy Scott, who's in a band called Five Knuckle Chuckle. Uh-huh. From yeah. back in the day, and then uh, if you listen to it, uh, I'm like Scott, are you there? Are you there? And he didn't answer for like two minutes. He's like, ah ha ha ha. I'm like, all right, sweet. So you just uh, you just got back from tour, eh? Yeah, I uh, I got back from Amsterdam a couple days ago, actually. Who did you guys go out there with? Uh, w was supporting the Mad Caddies for uh, two and a half weeks. Nice, and how were the shows down there? It was good. Yeah, we, yeah, it was kind of a condensed tour. It wasn't super long. Um, we did uh, Netherlands, Belgium. Uh, we didn't do the Paris show just because uh, we're doing Paris in the summer. But, um, yeah, we did Germany and Austria and Slovenia. And, uh, yeah, it was good. I think we did 15 shows all in. Um, and it was, a, it was a lot of fun. I mean, they did quite well there. And um, we have our fans. And, yeah, those shows were good. So, um, also, too, um, you guys are touring a lot right now, too, because you guys uh, just, well, not really released, but Hindsight's is the Sixth Sense in 21. Mm-hmm. And you guys yes. you guys got back together after, was that, I'm going to say 20, no, 20 years? Um, sorry, I missed that. So- oh, no, last time, sorry, before that, the Revenge, or the Re- Revenge of the Fifth, uh, 2016. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, so yeah, we definitely uh, we've been kind of busy. We've been busy touring and yeah, writing some music and um, yeah, that one in 2016 was the first record in 12 years, and this one came four years after that, five years after that. Yeah, no, it's uh, I think uh, in my own opinion, and I think the newest one, Hindsight, is a Sixth Sense, is probably my favorite punk rock album. I'm gonna say in like five years. Really? That's awesome. Right? Yeah, I know. It's uh, everything about that. It's fast. It's melodic. It's everything you want to. So you guys recorded that during the pandemic too, didn't you? We did. Yeah, it got a little tricky there too because like our bass player Ryan was in Toronto and so there was a time when we were trying to fly him up to Calgary to do his bass parts and because everything kind of shut down um, again, and sort of like, you know, you kind of remember it was kind of like back and forth, like it's open, it's closed, it's open, it's closed. And so... We ended up just tracking his bass stuff um, from his apartment, and he would like. I, don't ask me to explain it all because I'm not the techie guy. But basically, Casey kind of produced his bass parts over the phone, um, and uh, and yeah, then we kind of laid everything down, then he kind of reamped everything and mixed it in with, with the rest of the record. So it was pretty tough um, on them for sure. And um, but luckily, Casey has his own um, studio, and he's. That's what he does for a job. So he was able to work it out with a lot of effort. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like, oh, that's the thing too. Is like I work as a, as a chef in the restaurant industry and those years were it's open, close, open, close, lots, lots of takeout. Yeah, and then, yeah, you can kind of, you know, like being somebody in the restaurant industry or entertainment industry, it was like the first to close and the last to open. So um, that's why we were so busy last year was because, you know, I was out 150 days last year because it was just like making up all these shows that we had booked and rebooked. And this year was a little more chill. I think I was out close to 
90, 100 days, but that felt more like normal, like I could actually have a good balance with my family and still get out and tour as much as I want to. Yeah, well, that's the thing too, like I was like, just watching even your IG account too, you guys are always touring as well, like you guys, like you said, you're making updates. Um, what's, uh, are you guys doing any new music, like any recording or anything or no? Not recording yet, um, there's been some light writing. We were talking about doing some more this year, but just how things kind of got busy, we, we kind of took a back burner. But now we have a few months at home. I know everybody's kind of got some ideas. There's been some some song sharing, but uh, we'll have to make you know some kind of a, a decision to bring everybody together for at least a couple of days and kind of hash things out. Because as much as we all kind of write separately, we develop these songs you know together, right, as a band. So well, that's the um, thing. It's always it's always better to play together, right, instead of apart, right. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, every band's different. I don't know how it is for every band, but for us, we really all kind of threw in our our ideas for the last record, and, and I think that's why I like it the most is because it felt like, you know, even if you came in with a full song, there was always, you know, somebody's ideas to, to whether it's arrangements or key changes or, you know, in my case, you know, lyrics and stuff. So it's just, you know, um, I feel like we work together when everybody's going in the same direction. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I've been a fan of Belvedere for a very long time. Um, yeah, man. Uh, one album I still listen to to this day is Fast Forward Eats the Tape. That's great. Yeah, it's a it's a killer album. Um, also, uh, you guys have been touring with the Mad Caddies for a bit too, huh? Eh? Um, well, we did some dates in Ontario uh, and Quebec in June last year, and then we did um, this Europe tour. We've got some dates coming up in the West with them. We kind of go way back with them. Actually, I booked them in Canada, so it's um, that's an easy transition to tour with the with the band. Um, but even before that, like we were, we sort of toured Europe and Canada in 2001, and done the U.S. some stuff in the U.S. So yeah, there's lots of history there for sure. Um, and also, what do you call it? Um... Uh, you also do a booking agency too, right? Yeah, yeah, it's called Merit Based Booking. Yeah, and that's what you do, like, for besides doing Belvedere? Yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. Yeah, it's, I guess that's my my job. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's a pretty cool job, though. Well, it's a good job. It's a stressful job, but it's, um, because I book all over the world. I don't just book in one market like Canada or something. I book a lot of Europe stuff, so... I do tend to work on a 24-hour clock, which um, I've learned what the moon does on your phone because I need to sleep sometimes. So it's also like not very healthy for me and my family to always be available. So yeah, it's, it is really great, and I do love it. And, I, and I'm fortunate that I book a lot of great bands. So and uh, you did a thing with Mikey and his uke? Yeah, we've done a few things together. We did one over COVID, and then we did one. Well, we actually did both over COVID, but one took a little while to come out. Um, that came out maybe six or seven months ago. Yeah, that's the one where you guys cover Propaganda, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a good cover too, and everyone who plays on it's all really good players too. Thanks. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, they ask and they go, "Who else is going to be on it?" They call our friend. Of course, we do this. Yeah, for I sure. So, what's uh, what do you do on your time off, and you're just uh, chilling at home? How's that? Um, I mean. I don't really get a lot of time off. I, I have an eight-year-old son, so we spend lots of time together, and I try to take him to school and pick him up from school as much as possible. So even though most of my days are kind of eight hours of booking, I put 
put it aside and, and I have to, you know, I, I want to spend time um, to the family. So I would say that's where the majority of the stuff goes. I don't have a lot of hobbies outside of music and, and, and booking and stuff. So, I mean, other than like my kids are BMX, so we have a good scene with the BMX scene here. And um, so we do a lot of, you know, races and hanging out with parents that are, you know, their kids are in the same thing. So it's, it's pretty great. But yeah, that takes up the majority of the time. That's cool. And uh, you and I were just talking about football about a couple of minutes ago. So you're mm-hmm. a fan of the Seahawks. What do you think of their season? Um, the Seahawks season looks very much like most of the seasons over the last 10 years since we won the Super Bowl. Um, the, I feel like like last week I was like, oh, they're 6-3, and three, but they're definitely not a 6-3 and three team, and they proved that once again on the weekend. So, um, yeah, another tough game to watch, and now they're going into a, a tough time of the season where they're playing San Francisco twice and the Eagles, who are arguably one of the best teams in the league. So um, we will see how the season finishes out and whether we actually make the playoffs or not. Yeah, did you watch that Monday Nighter uh, this week? I did, yeah. yeah. That was a hell of a game, eh? It was good, yeah. I mean, both those teams, I mean, you could see the, I mean, if you think that, you know, Kansas City and the Eagles, you, you likely could see those guys in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl together. Yeah, for sure. And I think it'd be a really good Super Bowl, too. Yeah. I think well, that was... It's like, I, I played a little ball when I was a kid. And, um, I, I, you know, I followed a lot of college football. Mm-hmm. It's also tough to, like, when you're touring as much as you are, you really fall out of, because you just don't know what's going on anymore. Especially if you're in Europe, they just like, don't follow football as much. They follow the other kind of football, the real football. So, um, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah NFL is pretty big over in Europe, though. Like, they had that game in uh, Germany, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't call it big, but it, it yeah. like they, they, they have a game in London, they have a game in Germany, but there's so many people from the States and Canada that live out there, I, I suspect they're probably half the crowd, um, but who knows, yeah, there's probably a decent amount of people that follow up, it, but it's just not like, it's not like, you know, soccer, football, like football over there where it's, it's massive, um, but yeah, they do a couple of token games there every year, it seems to always be, uh, seems to always be the Florida teams that, that <laughs> over there. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Is like I don't even understand how they sit there and do it because they do like when they fly over there, they get off the plane and they're on the field within hours. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can relate. Well, that's the <laughs> thing too, right? You know what? You know, like, but even so, like when they're playing over in the states too, it's or sorry, when they're playing over in Europe too. Like, I don't think the game should be counted towards uh, the standings at all. But that's just me. Well. Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. I and that's fair, yeah. Um, so what are your favorite bands that inspired you to do punk rock? Well, I grew up listening to a ton of Bad Religion. I, I mean, I listened to a lot of indie rock. And uh, what they, at the time, we all kind of just grouped everything as alternative in the, in the early 90s. But um, I would say I got, a, I got a Dead Kennedys record. Give me convenience or give me death, and that was the first time where I bought vinyl and I ordered it, and you know, with a friend, I think I was thirteen or fourteen, and that kind of just like got my mind into this whole like, hey, this is like you know stuff you can order, and there's all these indie bands that are touring everywhere, and that none of them live will be on the radio, and that really got me into this you know sort of indie underground punk scene. Then I got Bad Religion and Pennywise, and that really just kind of like put me down a path, and I think you know when you start hearing No Effects and you started, I started playing guitar and going, okay, well, I can play some of this stuff, you know, and it just, it could all just kind of came to me, you know, in my, in my early teens, um, you know, so those were kind of the big, you know, the big influences, you know, early on. 
Yeah, um, and also SNFU as well, too, no? Yeah, SNFU was kind of like, I mean, before all the Fat Records and Epitaph bands really started touring, uh, in my direction, um, I mean, SNFU was like the biggest band to, you know, to really, be, you know, come around. You'd go, they'd go and play Max Hall and there'd be 500 people there. I was like, wow, this is like, this is crazy that there's many people like this band. Um, and yeah, I mean, especially in terms of writing for Belvedere around that sort of Fast 40 to Tape kind of era, I think SNFU and like RKO was, was kind of like a roadmap for us, you know? Yeah. But I really, I really loved SNFU's just the, the way that they, I mean, they were a heavy band. Lyrically, it was all over the place. Um, there was, it was melodic, but also kind of dissonant, and it just made you feel good and bad at the same time. And I think we really took a lot of that and tried to apply it to our band. Well, you can definitely hear it, though, too. You can hear it in the, uh, in the earlier uh, albums as well, too. And you can hear a lot of wrestling references in the early albums, too. Well, there's really only one. <laughs> well, I know, but yeah. Maybe, maybe two, yeah. I mean, you know, the stuff you write. And, I mean, I can't even take credit for that. Like, I mean, half of that, that wrestling song was written by the other guys. So, yeah. um, it kind of just, when you're, you know, 19, you just kind of, at that time, we just were kind of writing about whatever. Um, we've progressed since then, I like to think. But, oh, you have? Yeah, was like... A little bit of right wrestling excitement, certainly in my college years. Oh, yeah. My uh, favorite uh, song off the new album is... Uh, Chromatic and uh, Elephant March. Lots of two, actually. Thanks. Yeah, yeah Elephant March is a good one. It's super fun to play live. No, it's like, and that's the thing, too, is like, I have this album on repeat. I've had this album on repeat for when I do dinner service. Um, mm-hmm. Probably since it came out. And every song awesome. is is stellar. Um, do you think, um, do you guys have any pets at all or what? Because the podcast is called All's with Mementos, so. Yeah, I think everybody's got some. I mean, I've got a cat. Uh, I got two cats and a dog. A golden retriever that's fifteen, and the cats are uh, three, no, two and four. Uh, Dan's got a cat and a bunny. Uh, Casey doesn't have any animals. Ryan has a cat. So yeah, we'll we'll dig the animals. What are your cats' names? Uh, Milo and Mittens. Milo and Mittens. That's amazing. I, I, I named him Milo, but yeah. After uh, Descendants? Yeah. 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 There you go. Um, Also to, yeah, um, Mike and his uke, pets. Um, Yeah, so you guys are going to be doing um, a bunch of shows out west soon. Yeah, um, we've got a bunch, a little run there in western Canada with the caddies, and then we go right down to the States right after that um, for our first headlining tour in the western U.S. for almost 20 years. We did the East Coast and Midwest in August, so this will be our, um, our first show at the West Coast in a little while. How, who's the supporting acts on the West Coast? I think, it, I think it's all just local bands. There's no like, support band for the whole thing. Oh, really? And how many dates do you guys have out there? Uh, we're doing 12. That's cool. That's busy enough, no? We, we drive down to Colorado from Regina uh, with a day off there, and then we start making our way you know, to... Arizona and Southern California, Northern California, we pop up to Seattle and over to Montana and then we finish. Yeah, and then uh, the, the dates on the Western dates, the Mad Caddies, uh, one of us, and the other band's really fleeting me right now. Is that in Winnipeg? Yeah. Yeah. That 
Yeah, I think there's another man too. I'm not too sure. But uh, yeah, we're actually going to fly out there. I did a podcast with one of us and they sat there and said, hey, do you want to do a podcast with us after the Matt Caddy show? And I said, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, man. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I like the park. Have you you been to that park theater? No, I haven't. I haven't been out west in a while. Um, I used to work out there back in the day at a couple of restaurants. I don't think they're still going. But um, no, I haven't. Is it a good venue? Oh, it's beautiful. It's a nice old theater. They've really, like, renovated. And they actually been even, like, a current rental over the last couple of years. It's, yeah, it's really nice. It's um, one of those things where you can kind of divide it up into smaller shows if you need to, or it opens up to just over 500 and almost 600. So it's, like, a great stage and just, like, yeah, good people in it. are great. Like, this is really awesome. Would you compare it to um, when I saw you guys? Uh, was it Lee's Palace where I saw you guys? No. Um, uh, no, it's a different kind of thing. It's bigger. It's bigger. Like, Leeds is like um, more of a club. It doesn't have that. So, I mean, it's real. I like Leeds quite a bit. Um, it has a bit of that theater kind of vibe, but it's mostly just like a bigger club, you know, five, six hundred people. Where the park has got like separate levels and has like a real like old feel to it, like an old sort of theater feel, like, you know. Um, like, take a look on, go on the website and take a look at some pictures of it, but it's, it's yeah. It's, yeah. Because, was it, no, was it Lee's Palace? Because I, I saw you guys with Matt Caddy's cigar and you guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. What, was that Lee's Palace or no? No, that, that was, was Lee's, yeah, yeah it was. Lee's. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. You guys always put on a killer show. And so are the Caddies, too. The Caddies always fulfill. Like, they're amazing. Um, what, um, what uh, music are you listening to right now? Um... It's kind of a mix. Like, we buy a lot of vinyl, so I get a lot of records on tour. Um, we still listen to a lot of the old stuff. You know, use your name and Lagwagon and stuff. But, um, like, I signed up a couple of bands from Europe that are really good. You should look up FOD. Um, yeah, really FOD is amazing. They're uh, one album called Harvest. Mm-hmm. I listened to that thing on repeat when I was working. I think it came out in 2017 or 2017, I think it came out. I listen, I think, on repeat for forever. Yeah, yeah, they're great, FOD. And then there's another band I'm signing up called Blowfuse from uh, Spain. They've been around for about 10 years, and um, yeah, they're also really great, too. So, yeah, yeah let's up. check out Blowfuse. Yeah, I know. I was talking to uh, um, Davey from uh, Dead Cemetery, so I'm going to have him on the podcast pretty soon. Cool. Yeah. Tell him I say hi. Yeah, man. It's going to be totally cool. So, what else? So, you mean signing? So, you have your own label as well, or? No, that's for the booking agent. Oh, the booking? Okay, cool, cool. Have you ever yeah. thought about doing your own label or no? I did a label um, for 10 years um, from when I was 17 to 27. Yeah, would you ever do Like, what I mean, like, would you ever do it again? No. No? Fuck no. Too much work. <laughs> yeah, good work. Fuck no, there you go. No, I, uh, you know, it was a good thing to do. I put up 13 releases. The, la- the label is called Hourglass Record. Yeah. And... I put out the first two Belvedere records and uh, Downweight, The Bill, much the same, of no avail. Um, yeah, much the same. It's good, good for a while. Yeah, I have the first two actually on vinyl. Uh, the first uh, two Belvedere's on vinyl. Actually, nice. I have bought in, uh, uh, the second one probably on vinyl, I'm going to say six times, five. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because like when you when you work as a chef, like you like sometimes you have to leave stuff behind right so like i think i'm on my fourth or third record collection right now wow yeah no it's kind of 
insane because the last one had uh, the uh, box set of no effects in it, and they don't sell that anymore. So, oh, shit. yeah, it's kind of shitty. It was my it was my fucking my fault, but whatever. Um, but anyways, um, thanks for doing this. I have one last question, um, and I usually say it, ask it to everyone who is on the podcast: uh, Beatles or Stones? Say again. Beatles or Stones? Um, Beatles. And I'll tell you why. Done. It's not because, of, it's not because I don't respect uh, the, the catalog for Rolling Stones, but I connected with a lot more of the Beatles stuff pretty early on, and a lot of the sort of easier low-hanging fruit songs are kind of the sing-alongs, but I actually, see, even recently, like, we'll go through the whole um, catalog and get even some of the later stuff where... I just love how out there they got, um, yeah. and I can enjoy any, you know, whatever era of, of that. So um, those songs just kind of, like, hit me a little bit more. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Like, I, I like the Beatles a lot. Um, I'll, I'll take them over. The, like, I respect everything they did in the 60s and the 70s. It's They sort of lose mm-hmm. me in the 90s and late 80s. But I think the Beatles did a lot more for music, I guess you could say, in my own opinion, from like harmonies and and how everything's put together. But I know. also really like I, I like reading about some of the recording techniques. I mean, some of the groundbreaking stuff. Do you think that where a lot of those bands were recording on eight tracks and that's all you had, and just you know even things like like reverb, like you know something that you take for granted in an app, but like they had to actually build a spring system to actually make reverb. It's just like, and that is, has a lot to do with the band, but also the recording engineers that 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 they sort of were developing these songs around. And I just I love listening. You read these stories about how they made these songs, and then you go back and listen to them, and it just even gives it a, a even another level of depth to to listening to it. Yeah. So they recently released a a new song. Have you listened to it yet? No, I probably don't. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I listen to it. It's all right. Like I respect it. It sounds like the Beatles. Um, I think the only AI part AI part they used was for George Harrison, um, right. because the vocals were already recorded. Um, mm-hmm. Lions uh, vocals were recorded. It's all right. Like you know what? Like I'm not gonna listen to it daily, but I don't know. Yeah. I think I like it a lot better than anything the Stones have put out in the past. I don't you, know, you, lost, you lost me at AI part. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know, I know. I was just, I just had to listen to it, see what it's at. But, but I think AI is not doing any good for the industry, anyways. So, um, well, I don't know. I guess that's a whole other conversation. But I feel like, um, I feel like we should leave the, we should let the robots do the hard work and we should work on, <laughs> on the, uh, on the creative part of our of our lives. Maybe we shouldn't have them involved in that. So well, that's the thing too. It's like even goes like you can even sit there and say like, um, but like physical copies of music, like records and CDs and tapes. It's 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 there, but I wish it was there a lot more than being on the streaming services and whatnot. Yeah, I think there's a place for for everything when it comes to that. Like, I certainly love having records, and we have a lot of records here. I still got a ton of CDs that are still taking up space in my house. <laughs> and tapes too, you know. There's even a couple of eight tracks kicking around. Not that I have anything to play it on, but um, you know, tapes were a huge part of my developing my musical taste early on. Especially as kids that had limited money, you'd do this order, and everybody would buy a tape, and then we'd make tapes of everything. And you, 
they, my friend would buy no effects and I'd buy Pennywise and we'd go home and we'd tape them all for everybody so then everybody had copies of it. I mean, that's how those bands, that's a big reason why those bands got big was because that was kind of what you did back then as you would share it with your friends and you'd have these little listening parties and you'd, you know, you just shared music much more organically. Yeah. Where now it's just like, oh, I'll just share my playlist. Like, it's, uh, it's not the same. No, it's not the same either, too. It's also the same thing, too, is like I was having this conversation with my friend Scott um, where I remember buying a CD at Rotate This in Toronto, cracking it open, looking at the liner notes and seeing all the thank yous from the bands. Yeah. And that's how you would sit there and find new music. You're like, oh, what? What's this about? And you go and buy it. And you're like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Like, I think that's how I discovered three quarters of my favorite bands on Fat is because, like, I bought one one CD, cracked it open, and looked at the thank yous. I'm like, okay, so what's noise for a name all about? And then, you yeah. know, I feel like I feel that's missing, uh, missing in this day and age of music. And I also feel that artists should be able to be get paid for their tunes too right so well they do but it's so small that for most most bands it doesn't add up to fuck all yeah it's true right on yeah cool man so uh yeah man that was awesome uh thank you for doing this uh i was actually really nervous actually talking to you so i think oh don't worry yeah i think i yeah 